This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The share it with a friend deal. Even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's, your rules. Live your best morning with BOGO breakfast sandwiches only on the McDonald's app. Now buy one bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles or sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and get a second one free. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman, and in this episode, I'll be talking to Joe Edwards, who is a Wolves writer for the Express and Star. He's on to share his thoughts on Wolves ahead of this match against Fulham. This is our View of the Opposition show, which is our preview for the upcoming match. I look forward to doing this, but before I do anything else, I have to welcome Joe to the show. Joe, welcome to Cottage Talk. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Okay, Joe, well, let's start here. I want to get your view of Wolf season, if you can. Take it from the time that after the two teams played earlier in the season at Craven Cottage. And also, I want to ask you the importance of this match for Wolves because they have a chance to get seventh and potentially be in Europe. So let's get your view of Wolves. Yeah, it's been, it's, it's, it, first of all, it's been a fantastic season, really, for, for everyone involved with the club obviously there was aspirations to to do well after promotion from the championship along along with Fulham of course um but I don't think anybody quite expected uh this um you know being on the on the verge of of the Europa League and you know I've been beating some massive teams along the way I mean you know beating Manchester United at Molyneux uh beating Chelsea at Molyneux as well um but the one thing that has kind of been and now, and a theme, if you like, throughout the season for Wolves is, is that they've struggled against, you know, the teams towards the bottom end of the table. Obviously, Drew with Fulham at uh, Craven Cottage. And That's right. Go on. I was just going to say, why do you think that is? I'm curious your view on why 
they rise to the occasion and beat some of the bigger clubs and struggle against clubs near the bottom of the of the division? Um, I think it's just the difference in uh, kind of team setup against Wolves. Um, you know, so some of the some of the top teams will kind of not really not not be too kind of you know arrogant about it, but they, they will let Wolves play and they will let them have, have time on the ball to do what they want to do. As where you know, teams like Fulham or teams like Huddersfield will get in Wolves' faces and they'll, you know, press them relentlessly and try and unsettle them. So I think that's that, that's got something to do with it. Um, I think it's just kind of Wolves do tend to have a bit more freedom against these top teams, and at times have seemed a bit more comfortable playing on the break against Arsenal last week. I mean, Arsenal had that kind of first twenty-minute spell, but Wolves got that got that goal. They were clinical, and then from there they just kind of took the advantage. Okay, excellent. I want to ask you quickly about Nuno Espirito Santo and the job he's done this season. Has it been any different? Has he adjusted from last season in the championship? Yeah, the the one the one notable change has been the kind of the formation. I mean, it was three four three all the way in the championship, and that he just stuck stuck by that, you know, wholeheartedly. But since since about Christmas time, um, it's Changed to a three-five-two, and I think the three-four-three got found out a little bit. They didn't quite have that depth in midfield, and uh, you know I think it was Watford who, who first kind of overran that midfield and um, kind of exposed a weakness in that system. And it's gone to a three-five-two since, and they've looked a, a more solid unit all round. Uh, Diogo Jota and Raul Jimenez in particular, as that front two have just been yep. have been fantastic. So yeah, it's it, it, it's been a successful change. Okay, excellent. Let's go back and let's talk about the first match between these clubs. And uh, Fulham are different now because at that time it was under uh, Claudio Ranieri. They're obviously playing different. So, what did you take out of the first match? I think I think I think that you know on the on the day, and you're looking at the, the games that they had in the Championship as well. I mean, they looked looked quite well matched, and you could tell that you know some of those Fulham players and those Wolves players had come up against each other before I think it was you know there was, wasn't really a lot to separate them and I, I expected it to be quite tight again really um, you know just because of Wolves' record against teams lower down in the table and because obviously Fulham coming yeah. to this game in, in, in a good bit of form as well so yeah it, it was it was tight then and, I, and despite the changes in both teams since then I'd expect another relatively you know tight game again I agree with that and I'm glad that you mentioned this because I I understand that you're talking about the struggles with the teams in the lower part of the division, and Fulham's one yeah. of them. But I think familiarity has a lot to do with that, Joe. Yeah, it, yeah, it does. And I, I think you know, you look at some of these, a lot of the, a lot of the Wolf squad, and you know, a fair, fair amount of that Fulham squad as well. They, they were both in the Championship, so they, these, these players are familiar with each other. They know the strengths and they know the weaknesses as well. So <laughs> it, it should, it should make for an interesting game. Okay. Well, let's jump ahead. Who do you see as the key players for Wolves uh, on Saturday against Fulham? Um, I think Jean Martinio has been um, Mr. Consistent uh, for Wolves in that in that number ten kind of uh, playmaker role. He's been fantastic. He's been a seven or eight out of ten every week, and he's he's a player that's you know getting getting past his peak years. I think he's about thirty two now, but I mean 
he's still one of the most gifted players that you know a lot of us have ever had the chance to see in a wolf shirt. And if if he's on song, then you know he will be the one that unlocks that Fulham defence. But you've got Raul Jimenez and Diogo Jota as well. Yep. That I think they've got. They, I think they've got 19 goals between them, or possibly 20 goals between them now. So if if, if they're if they're at it and Matinho in behind them, he's pulling the strings too. Then yeah, I think it should be too much for for Fulham to contend with. Okay, excellent. Well, let's talk about strengths and weaknesses. And what's interesting, I was listening to a podcast that you're a part of, and I believe you were talking about the weakness has been scoring goals. So let's talk a little bit about that because of, that surprised me. I don't watch Wolves each and every week. And also, uh, I think it's pretty obvious what the strengths are. But just quickly, can you share your uh, strengths and weaknesses for Wolves? Yeah, I mean, the, for for a while, kind of scoring goals by the bucket loud was a problem, kind of killing team killing teams off and getting that second or getting that third. But um, Jimenez and Jota have really stepped up in that regard over the past couple of months, and they've been leading the way. It, it, the one criticism you could have in the way of goals is it it's kind of just been them two leading the way and not that much from midfield. Um, Ruben Nevers has got four goals in the Premier League now, but they're all from, from dead ball situations. So yep. two free kicks and two penalties. Um, and then I think Matinho and Dendonka have got one each. Um, so that that would be perhaps a, a little bit of a weakness for Wolves is that they don't quite get enough goals from midfield as they should. Okay. Excellent there. All right, let's now focus on Fulham, and let's just put it this way. Are you surprised that Fulham are getting relegated, or did you see this coming? Because i got to tell you, I didn't see this coming. I, I didn't. I, I thought when they went up, I thought they'd make a re, really good fist of it, and I thought they were well-placed, to obviously, with the you know the money that, that's behind the club as well, with, with Tony Khan. I thought that, that, that they would do... Um, the, well, the Khan family um, that the, the would do well, but um, I just think you know that there it's been a bit of an example of kind of trying to buy players and then integrate them into a system, and you know kind of forgetting the kind of core a little bit that got you there. I mean, I think the, the difference with Wolves and Fulham is that you know they have kind of stuck to what got them there and added you know, little tweaks here and there. I think Fulham tried to kind of do a little bit too much too soon in the summer. And kind of spent, you know, a lot of money on, on these, you know, Seri and Angisa and players like that, that they just haven't haven't kind of integrated in at all. And, you know, for early parts of the season, the likes of Kearney were kind of by the wayside, despite the fact that they'd been the star player in the championship. So I think that, that, that was the big difference. And you know, obviously, I haven't seen a lot of Fulham, but you you see the highlights on Match of the Day, and yeah. it seems like they have been quite feeble at the back. And you know, if you if you to can't get that least. defense right, yeah. if you can't get the defense right, that that is the base on always which to build. And and for oh, all absolutely. the and for all the good football that Wolves play, Nuno, the, the manager, always stresses that defense is comes first and foremost, and having a solid base on on which to build, and Wolves have pretty much always had that, and I don't think Fulham have really ever had that steady uh, back four or back three or whichever that, 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 that they've had to build on, so I think that's that's why they are where they are. And I'm glad that you mentioned that, because that is a difference between the clubs. Even in the championship, Fulham's defence was better, but they were more about the possession style. But I just want to ask you quickly about this, because I'm asked all the time, why are Wolves doing so well? Why aren't Fulham? I'll give you another reason. 
you had several players last season that were brought in as basically Premier League players. They were Premier League yeah. ready. Fulham yeah. didn't have those players, and I think that has caught up to them a little bit because uh, players like Stefan Johansson, Kevin McDonald, that were core players, just not good enough for the uh, no. Premier League, and I think that has been an issue as well. And then you have to replace them. So the cons spent a lot of money because I think they needed to upgrade, but the approach of Wolves worked, and I think in a way the approach of Fulham going back to the championship with all the lone players – and then the other players just being more championship players. I think that turned out to be the downfall this season, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And I think you look at the the signings that Wolves did make for that for that promotion season, Ruben Neves and Diogo yep. Jota being the standouts. They were calculated risks, really. Uh, they, you know, if Wolves didn't make the Premier League, then you know, I don't think I would have been surprised that if if half of them or you know, would have stayed, to be honest, for another season in the Championship. I think that, you know, those players were signed really on the premise that of, of getting to the Premier League immediately. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's definitely a point in that. And players like Willie Bolly as well, that, that yep. applies to him. Um, and, so, so, you know, there's a fair few there that were signed for the Championship. And as you say, looked like they were kind of ready-made for the Premier League. Right. And, uh, you know, because I, I look at Wolves and uh, they were like a Premier League team last season. So this isn't a surprise for me that Wolves are where they are right now, honestly. All right, quickly, um, which Fulham players concern you from a Wolves perspective on the match on Saturday? Um, I would say Mitrovic, but I, if, if, if I'm right, I, I believe he's, he's, he's fallen out of favour a little bit. So, um I mean, I've always liked Mitrovic whenever he's come up against Wolves, and I see a lot of qualities in him that would kind of suit uh, the Wolves team as a, as a different yep. option. On the, you know, they're going to be looking to kind of bolster uh, the squad uh, next season, and I think they could do a lot worse than getting than getting him in. But um, you're looking at it at the here and now. I think it's it's difficult to look past. Um, Ryan Babel, I think he's, he's the one that he's the one that's got all the goals at the moment. So um, I think I think he's going to be I think he's going to be the one that uh, that the, the Wolves have got to look, look out for because you know that goal against Cardiff and he's just been popping up in the right places at the right time. So I think he's the obvious danger man. It's funny because I I warned uh, Tom Coleman last week from Wales Online that you need to watch out for Ryan Babel. And, uh, yes, I'm going to toot my own horn. He actually scored the goal, but he was dangerous <laughs> throughout the match. But I'll switch it, and I'll say, don't sleep on Mitro because Mitro knows how to play against Wolves. I know what you're saying. Yeah. But uh, he hasn't scored the goals, but he's still been active since uh, Scott Parker has uh, taken control. Mm-hmm. It just, uh, again, he just hasn't scored the goals that we're used to seeing, but he's still a player that you have to be concerned about. Okay, let's uh, let's get to your prediction for this match, Joe. We're, what are you seeing here? I think, uh, yeah, I think it is going to be fairly tight. I think it could well go into you know halftime being goalless or just one goal in it. But I think I think Fulham do perhaps have a goal in them. But I think Wolves, you know, can as I say, if Martinho, uh, Jimenez, and Jota are firing on all cylinders, then I think they will just have a bit too much for Fulham to handle. So I'd probably go for, for 2-1 uh, to one. Wolves. I think it will I think it will be fairly tight, but yeah, I think Wolves, you know, cause, especially because they're looking to cement seventh sure. if they can. They're going to they're gonna go all, all guns blazing to, to try and get that win. So 
yeah, I'd say two once a wall. Okay, and certainly understand that. And uh, what's interesting is that everything building up to this match makes me want to say two to one to Wolves, but I'm going to flip it. I'm going to say two to one to Fulham, and my reason is <laughs> that Fulham are in form. They're playing with freedom. They're playing for Scott Parker. They yeah. actually have something to play for. Ryan Babel certainly has something to play for, and they know how to play against Wolves. They showed me something at Bournemouth to win at Bournemouth. I think, again, gives me a sign that they can do this. But if it's tight going in the second half, I like Fulham's chances. I'm going two to one. All right. Joe, listen, I want to thank you for your time. Before I let you go, could you tell everyone how they can follow you on Twitter and read you? Yeah, it's uh, at Joe Edwards underscore star on uh, on Twitter and regularly post links to all my uh, articles on the Express and Star website. Uh, kind of got a three man team really that uh, kind of covers all covers wolves on all bases. So it's myself, uh, Tim Spears, and, and Nathan Judah, and yep. um, you know we follow wolves up up and down the country and try to you know keep keep readers informed as as best as we can. Well, you guys are doing a great job. I've been uh, trying to get up to date on Wolves, and uh, you guys have been a big help, and I definitely recommend uh, checking uh, Joe and uh, the other writers uh, who cover Wolves. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Cottage Talk. For my guest, Joe Edwards, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you, as always, for listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.